Santa! Yeah. You're bringing my present early? No. But I never told you what I wanted. I said I didn't bring it, dipshit. Okay, good. I want a stuffed elephant. A pink one. Well, wish in one hand, shit in the other one. See which one fills up first. Okay. Peace on Earth. Peace on Earth. Peace on Earth. P-O-E. Purity of essence. O-P-O-E. Christmas means glittering lights, gaily wrapped gifts. That's right, sounds of laughter and good cheer. To the folks at Preparation H, <laughs> it means a time to pause for a few moments to, <laughs> to give thanks to their friends who've been so <laughs> generous. So from, <laughs> from Preparation H. <laughs> <laughs> to you and yours, a <laughs> very Merry Christmas. <laughs> serious responsibility. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, man. Showtime!
don't you smile while we kiss for this Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, it's a talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. We'll go to your room and pick up every one of your toys and put them away. At nine o'clock, I'm going to come in and every toy I see break, grow in the garden. Do you understand? Happy Christmas. Oh, is it Christmas today? Of course, madam. It's Christmas every day in heaven. Oh, I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai. Well, there are lots of great treats this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruit cake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. racket. It's run by a big eastern syndicate, you know. I would like to work for a big eastern syndicate right about now. Hey, it's me, Chris T. With uh, my Chris T. Mess. Been doing these a long time. I don't know how many times, but it's, uh, it's pretty rare. And exceedingly uh, rare I should say to actually be on on Christmas Day and it's extra special for me as someone named Christopher and Christmas was always a nice time around the house when I was growing up I've said it many times before but I, I like the trappings of Christmas I'm not so down with the the whole supernatural Jesus thing. I don't know. Not so much into the whole uh, rising from the dead. But Merry Christmas anyway. Quite the philosopher, Jesus. Said a lot of really cool things about being good to people and kind and turning the other cheek and and then and, and a rich man would have a better chance of getting into heaven than a camel through the eye of a needle. That kind of crap. Where's Jesus now? Where's Jesus now? It's like that line from that Woody Allen movie, Max von Sydow. If Jesus came back and saw all that was going on in his name, he would never stop vomiting. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. We lived through interesting times. Today... A bomb went off in Nashville. Apparently, they're now finding out if I'm doing an upside-down update to start the program. And why the hell not? I should mention my special guest in uh, just about 10 minutes from now is uh, Chris Butler, the author of what is rapidly becoming the most popular Christmas song around, and that would be Christmas Rapping by the waitresses. Chris has been interviewed many, many times, including by me. And uh, as the years go on, more people pushing that song up to the top of the list. It may even be at number one. I know Chris has some news he's going to reveal. I wonder if that's it. So uh, we'll get into a conversation with Chris Butler in about, uh, oh, five or ten minutes about the song Christmas Rapping, and then I'll I'll end the show with the song, not that you haven't heard it many times. But, you know, it holds up. I don't mind repeated listenings. It's okay. Other Christmas songs can, frankly, go fuck themselves, as far as I'm concerned. Sorry. Uh, Yes, but there is some uh, news on the explosion in downtown Nashville today. They found human remains. And uh, there was an RV that was apparently broadcasting a message on repeat about how there was a bomb 
in the RV. And then it did explode. Smoke billowing above the Nashville skyline. Not the Bob Dylan album. The actual Nashville skyline. And three people injured, taken to a hospital. This happened on uh, 2nd Avenue North. And right in front of an AT&T transmission building. So who knows what was going on there? We don't know yet. This was domestic terrorism. But the police have released a photograph of the RV traveling through downtown Nashville. And I'm willing to bet it's uh, a right-wing nationalist. We do homegrown terrorism right here in this country. We got uh, a bunch of crazy motherfuckers who are very well armed and, you know, know how to build bombs and know how to fuck shit up. And If it ain't the Russians hacking us from one end, it's these assholes fucking shit up from the other end. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! May you live in interesting times. You've heard that, right? It's a... Maybe Confucius said it. Who the hell knows? I don't know. I don't like it. Because it's that double-edged sword. Cuts both ways. May you live in interesting times. Too interesting. By half. 2020. Worst year ever that I've known. And uh, we got six days left in this anus horribilis. Horribilis, however you say it. You know, Latin, horrible year. And I will I will gladly say goodbye to 2020. I know 2021's not going to bring any magic, but... A friend of mine has been joking that no one is going to write the wrong number on a check or anything else. They're not going to put 2020. You know how you always have that hangover period? That's not going to happen this time out. We had a very subdued Christmas here, me and Sweet Tea, the two of us, in the living room, opening gifts last night on Christmas Eve, getting drunk. And uh, some of you are scoffing Christmas Eve. They open their gifts on Christmas Eve? What? Yes. That was uh, the family tradition in my family. I like doing it on Christmas Eve. And you could sleep late Christmas morning. What is this? Getting up early to open gift shit. No way. I'm not doing that. I got some lovely, lovely things. Some surprises. Things I didn't know about. Other stuff I knew about. I'm now at that age where I appreciate really good socks. As a Christmas gift. Actually asking. I I was going to ask people. Buy me long johns. That's really what I need. That's the age I'm at now. We may have entered the tabletop tree phase. Of our lives too. We have a tabletop tree this year. The one that's usually in the basement. We didn't go out and get the big tree. I heard there were shortages at the nurseries. People couldn't get trees. Maybe I shouldn't have opened a retail store. Maybe I should have started a tree farm. This is thehoundmyc.com where every Sunday you can hear the hound doing his hound howl. 3 p.m. Eastern time and then followed by crashing the party. The doo-wop chop chop in the air with Mark and Miriam. You got those doo-wops on vinyl? I hope they play some Christmas doo-wops. This show uh, every Friday... 6 p.m. Eastern goes out live, replays Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Why? Because those were my two old time slots from back in the day on that station where I am no longer welcome. As far as I know. I mean, I've reached out to the uh, gatekeeper time and time again with no response. And then oddly enough, uh, what was it, Wednesday, I was in a store upstate New York, went to pick up some... uh, items that had been repaired for me and then the station is playing and there's that voice and my first thought was I thought he was dead but no I was thinking of somebody else entirely as it turns out let's call Chris Butler and get the full story behind 
Christmas wrapping. Hey, there you are. Hello, hello. I can hear you now, loud and clear. Can you hear me? Merry Christmas. I uh, connected. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine, yeah. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. Merry Hello? Hello? Yeah, you got to kill the streaming and then just do the... I did. Okay. Can you I, hear me now? I, I, before we go down, I just yeah. want to read you something. Please. Despite being widely attributed as a Chinese curse... There is no known equivalent expression in Chinese. The nearest related Chinese expression translates as, and I like this, better to be a dog, a hound, <laughs> better to be a dog in times of tranquility than a human in times of chaos. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I pretty like good. That. Yeah. Merry I'm Christmas, gonna, Chris. I'm going to translate that into Latin and it will be my next tattoo <laughs> on my back. Merry Christmas to you. What are you and Beth doing for the holiday? Well, we had a, a we're old school, so we do our packages this morning, and we're gonna light a fire. And I've just uh, I'm wearing my ho 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 you can't see it Christmas apron because I'm we're going English old blighty. We're uh, roasting a goose and having some root vegetables and. Uh, a lovely tart for dessert made with peaches that we uh, stored from last summer. So Eaton's good. Eaton's good. Oh, I uh, wish I was at your house. Wow, that sounds house. good. Yeah. Uh, we're How having, about you? We're having some salmon tonight and uh, then some vegetables for, from the co-op. And then we've got boozy brownies that a friend of ours sent from uh, <laughs> from Hollywood. And they're brownies loaded with rum and other booze. Mm -hmm. So those are for dessert. We didn't make those. Those uh, arrived in the mail. And uh, just a shout out for just a moment to all the USPS and UPS and FedEx delivery people. Yes. Boy, talk about uh, working hard over the holiday. We appreciate it here. Yes. And I uh, I tip Ooh. our mail lady. We have to. You have to tip your uh, mail person, your letter carrier. Yep. Uh, and please. Tip generously. They've had a tough year. So, yeah. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah, they almost got shut down due to a certain person who, uh, who's fat ass, uh, pardon me, who's, yeah, who's fat ass is uh, sitting at a, uh, uh, this big white house on Pennsylvania Avenue. You know, of all the stories that came out of 2020, I mean, that one about the post office was really poignant to me because you begin, you begin to see, like, really how people actually feel about the post office. Everybody gripes about the post office. Yeah. But then when it was threatened, everybody was like, no, you can't threaten the post office. You know, that's bullshit. We need the post office. And those are home to some really good uh, middle class jobs. I mean, how many yes. people came into the middle class through the USPS and uh, especially people of color? And this guy, uh, what is he? What is it about people of color that he really doesn't like? Let's mm -hmm. see. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole lot of people he doesn't like, like yeah. all of us. That's yeah, that's true. But I think he holds out a special animus for them, going all the way back to when yeah. his yeah. father didn't want them in his buildings. No, see, so no. and had um, to be. Sued. By the way, our, our 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 local post office right down the street. I'm I'm in the woods here at Ohio, mm -hmm. Olo O, and um, they're great. I mean, you know, uh, real friendly and nice people. They bust their butt, you know, to get our dumb <laughs> to get all that junk mail to me you know all those yeah please please from um various organizations that i'm already giving to but boy they waste a lot of postage on me but um okay that's that's showbiz uh, uh charity biz but um yeah they're really nice down the street and you're darn right about tipping them that's that's really important that delivery woman is a, a really nice person and and uh you know, brings things up to the house sometimes. Yeah. Just, wow. We, well, our mailbox, you know, it's bulging and right. Some some local hooligan will come along and oh, a porch pirate. I hate the porch pirate. Steal my steal my uh, 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 my bailout check from the government. You don't want that. No. Our mail lady goes up uh, our our stoop and 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 for years I've tried to say to Sweet Tea, 
you know, let's figure out how to put like a mailbox down by the street level there, so she's yeah. not coming up the stoop all the time. And it's like we we have a problem with people trying to take your mail and take your packages. So yeah. you know, this way they get shoved inside the house, and it's uh, peace of mind. And I mm-hmm. nowadays I'm home most of the time, so when a package arrives, I go and get it right away before it gets yoinked off yep. the porch. You have to be fast with that. But yeah, they yep. are. Let's uh, just take a moment to say thanks for, you know, their work in an extraordinary year, especially around the election, because you know how that they tried to shut that whole thing down. Yeah. Tried to make sure you couldn't vote by mail. And now, of course, this insane uh, racist that we have been subjected to for, I don't know, you know, since 2016. Anyway, as our quote unquote leader uh, is going to not go quietly into that good night. He's I guarantee you not. He's not. Attending the inauguration, he is not going to be there. I guarantee you he's going to do his own event somewhere else, some rally on the same day. He's going to continue until the day he dies saying this thing was stolen from him and it was a fraud because that's what he's made of. That's the kind of person he is. And do you you know, do you know that he set up this fund, right? He set up this fund and all all his clod friends have uh, supporters have all, you know, given him what billions of dollars she's like steal stop the steal you know so he's walking out he's walking out with a nest egg well it's uh, last i heard like the last i read of the times was 150 million but i i I think i think there's more now i I heard 250 not only are they stupid but they're stupid they're stupid and gullible and this is why i say to the sweet tea sometimes if I had known just how gullible Americans are, yeah. I would have become a great con artist. I think I would yeah. have been a great con man. I think you got it in you, Chris. And I do. do. And, and it's, looking... it's one of your hidden talents, aside from being a great radio personality. Thank you so much. I appreciate you saying that. But if you I bet. didn't I didn't go on the grift, then maybe I should have uh, gone on the grift. Yeah. But, yeah. but as he exits, don't let the door hit you in the ass. As, yeah. as he... Mm-hmm. Exits. Do you see, uh, dare I quote a Star Wars movie title, New Hope? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, um, I, I'm optimistic, but with uh, reduced expectations. But anything's better than the current status quo. And, um, yeah, we're not done yet. What, he has a bit, he has, you know, he's going to pardon some more thugs. He's going to pardon family members. He's going to try yeah, to pardon, pardon himself. He's going to give away some... You know, uh, land that, uh, uh, you know, drilling rights or mining rights. And um, he's going to find a whole bunch of other people that could shit on just, just, you know, just uh, just to wrap things up in a neat little bow. I would like to see uh, one of those fumigation tents over the White House. Like even before (laughs) the Bidens move in, I just think they should put one of the like, the you know, on Breaking Bad when they have to tent the whole house and. Just fumigate that thing. I mean, it's going to need fumigation. I I guarantee you there's COVID in every corner of the White House now. So they're going to have to... Call Orkin, right. Call Orkin. (laughs) One of those teams that cleans up after a bad uh, murder, you know, that goes in (laughs) and cleans up. One of those teams. Get them in there. Um, What's that movie? movie, The Sunrise Cleaning Service? Is that? I don't know if I've seen that yet. I gotta maybe that'll instead of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, we'll watch that tonight. (laughs) That'll be uh, a little bit of a different. Jump George Bailey, jump! You know, I still got that T-shirt. You have a T-shirt that says Jump George Bailey. George Bailey, jump! Yeah. Wow. Hmm. (laughs) It's so interesting the way we mythologize America, and that's like the myth, but the the truth is so horrid that you that you're like. Okay, maybe I'll. Be, you know what? Maybe. You know what? Let's lighten up. Chris. Let's Come lighten on. up we're, because we're, that's we're not what you're here for. You're not. You you haven't here. been here I mean, since May. You, I know you haven't been here. Listen, the brain makes all kinds of connections, and I'm just going where the brain goes. I what can I tell you? But you're not here to talk about any of that. You're here to talk about uh, a song that is the the little song that could that uh, year after year, pound for pound. That's outperforms uh, all other Christmas songs to where I'm sure it's got to be in the top ten when they do maybe the top five maybe number one when they do these polls of uh, the most popular Christmas songs. Where is Christmas rapping at this point? Well, I, I'm not really sure, but it does certainly get honorable mentions and mentions and top tens from around the world. And I am and I, I want to go on the record. 
I am as knocked out and surprised and grateful as as anyone can be. Uh, this was done uh, willingly, but with a bit of um, uh, grump be, uh, at, at the request of uh, our wonderful label owner, Michael Zilka. We were on ZE Records, and he came up with this idea in July or June of 1981. Oh, Chris, yeah, he has a lovely, fluid English English accent, upper, uh, very posh accent. He's, oh, Chris, I have a wonderful idea. I should get all our artists to do a Christmas song, and we should put out a Christmas record. Now, this was a label that had all kinds of warm and fuzzy people on it, like uh, Alan Vega from Suicide and Lydia Lunch. And, you know, so uh, the whole idea was a little uh, odd, and we were, we were very, 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 very busy trying to promote our record and kind of didn't have time for this. And I actually hoped that he would kind of forget the idea. But next thing at the end of the summer, he says, I'm on it. And he puts us into, uh, in two weeks, you have to, you know, you are, I booked you into Electric Ladyland, you know, uh, that wonderful studio that Jimi Hendrix started on St. Mark's Place. And, oh, God, it's <clears throat> got to come up with something, got to come up with something. So I took a little bit of this and a little bit of that from other tapes and half done things and wrote this kind of short story and then tried to parse it out so it would bounce along with the with the lyrics and our band uh, uh, I brought in some parts and kind of grunted them at our other excellent musicians and um, uh, Tracy Wormworth took my little basic kind of uh, uh, nascent uh, bass line and made it her own and Mars took uh, a brass uh, riff that I had in my head and turned it into, um, you know, a full Salvation, Salvation Army band. And Dan Clayman did great on the piano and Billy Ficka. Wow, Billy Ficka on the drums. And Patty, Patty, that poor girl, because there's so many damn words in this thing. We had to punch in so that she, you know, could catch her breath. Um, punching in is is where um, in a recording studio where you're doing something and you're listening to the playback and real quickly the engineer pushes the red button and it grabs whatever it is you're singing at the moment and um, that's how that song was done and uh, man I tell you it is so amazing to me that uh, all people these years love later it. I know how so in 1981 and then uh it, it came out um first on uh seven inch or tw or uh, par as part of an album how did it come out first? part of an album yeah okay. um uh the record that michael zilka wanted to make was called a christmas record and it came out in 81 and there were a lot of uh, fun interesting it wasn't all dark and gloomy but uh you know um uh king creole the coconuts right i remember king and, creole i think right. i saw them live back in the day sure yeah and yeah. was not was me too yeah. and was not was and so there's some jolly things on there david sigerson and it's a very nice record and doggone um our our, our song uh, took off and they did uh, they and also his english counterparts i don't remember what the label is, but there were several 12 inch and seven inch releases and, um, uh, well, you know, it kind of stayed in the, in, uh, uh, rotation. And then it came out again next, uh, the following year, he re-released the record and he, it stickered us and a few other people, which was wonderful. And, uh, a couple more years and, you know, it, it, then the song died. It was dead for like dormant for like 10 years or like over, over. And little by little, it began to kind of resurface and get added back into playlists. And, and, and now it's, dare I say it, it's almost a standard or maybe it is a standard. I'm, I'm sure if I'd known, I wouldn't have date stamped it. You know, I could have said most of 81. We just thought it was a one-off, you know, it's so, been so I put, I put a date in there, but. I should have changed it to most of this year went along those lines and you know i'm i'm floored well okay. it, it it is a kind of amazing too to also to see the number of people who have covered it i mean the spice girls covered it in 1998 they kylie minogue there's a wonderful clip 
on YouTube of Kali Menach in, in, at the Royal Albert Hall. I think it's from 2015. You know, she's in this very cute outfit, and they cut to the audience, and the audience knows all these. <laughs> they know all, these all the words. words. It's amazing. It's crazy. Uh, and, and this year, this year, holy mackerel, uh, the band Haim um, did uh, an update 2020 that's uh, Christmas wrapping 2020. All I want for Christmas is a vaccine. Oh, nice. And, I, I know heard that there's one. parodies now, and um, but the absolute drum roll, one of my heroes, heroes, drum roll, more like Richard, this. yeah, drum roll, Richard Thompson, wow, Richard Thompson in his Christmas show uh, took the song, added some, made it darker, added some uh, white lyrics, and played it like a Celtic um, uh, jig. I mean, ah, ah. Wow! I, I, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up. I mean, this is this was so amazing, you know, to me. Um, and uh, last year, Andy Partridge from XTC posted a post saying, you know, uh, we put that song on and danced around the house. Quote: Wish I wrote it. What? <gasps> this is Andy Partridge. Wait from a XTC. minute. Another what? hero. Well, this year... That guy is no slouch when I it comes to, to writing a song. I'm amazed. <laughs> I did a podcast with him. Yeah. And we, and, uh, but with Christmas songs. And I'm like, I, I, I'm talking to one of my heroes. This is like, ah, insane. And he's playing Christmas songs. And I'm playing Christmas songs. And the host is, uh, you know, it was just wonderful. It's been so wonderful. It's a, it's a gift. It's a, it's a gift. gift. It's a perennial. And... um. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I want to ask about the song construction for a minute. I know you've been interviewed quite a bit, so forgive me if I'm asking no, no, things no, no, you've no, already no. been asked. But were you humming any of these parts to the band? How were you communicating yeah. to the band how this is going to go? And like when, I, when it comes to collaboration of that sort and then your name ends up on the song, were there, hmm. were, was there any friction with other band members? Did it, anyone ever step forward and say, well, you know, we kind of helped write that thing too? Or is it, does it not even work that way? Well, uh, okay, complicated question, uh, a bit of truth to it. Um, uh, uh, the way I wrote at the time and kind of still do is I had a cassette recorder and I would noodle on the guitar and come up with a chord progression and grunt a melody or grunt a bass part or whatever and um, uh, uh, you know, start scratching lyrics on a legal pad. And um, then I would present it to the band uh, uh, and as I, as I said earlier, I had, you know, nascent inchoate, I guess is the word parts, uh, of what, you know, and kind of thinking of how I wanted to go and their job was to add, add their, their skills and expertise to it, to the arrangement. Um, I did knock out the arrangement, uh, you know, at least sketch it out. Um, do I can imagine there's some grumbling, but unfortunately, uh, that's the nature of the music business that has happened a bazillion times. Um, people who play in America, uh, in other territories, in other countries, people who play on a record get paid. Not in America. Not in America. Right. Because that just doesn't work. Same with, you know, if you get airplay on a radio station. The music business in America is run by songwriters and publishers. And not players and uh as i said in other countries there's they're smart about that but not here um is there grumbling um possibly but there's also a lot of pride um uh in in uh, I, I could specifically i think mars williams who's uh our, our read player who is a bloody genius and um he even did he has a wonderful project called um, uh, An Albert Eiler Christmas, where he takes Christmas songs and gives them a Albert Eiler experimental outside freeform jazz treatment. Well, last year he did Christmas rapping, and it's wonderful. Really? It's right. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. I'll send you the URL. Um, so Mars, Mars has, has rightfully you know, claimed um, uh, uh, his part in, in it, and... Um, uh, Tracy uh, has given many. Uh, Tracy Wormworth, uh, our bass player, uh, 
has has uh, given many uh, talks and article uh, and been written up in articles about her part. And um, I think I hope they're getting their due. Um, uh, is there is there grumbling about the financial end? Probably because, as I said, the music business in America is run by publishers and um, uh, uh, the, the songwriters. Um, but uh, uh, we, I was very fair in our band. Um, I paid, I gave up my share of, of royalties and uh, paid uh, them to the band. Um, uh, a few other, other things that I threw, I kept paying our band uh, for my share after um, uh, five years after we broke up. I had to stop because I was wrapped up in a nasty divorce and I'm afraid I just could not afford to do it anymore. But uh, there's always an accounting that goes out to everyone. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 I've always been the person thinking that uh, uh, I'm, you know, the music business isn't this thing out there. I'm the music business and I want it to be a certain way. And if it's not fair, I'm going to do what I can to, to try and, and, and correct it within, within my means and, you know, uh, uh, you know, try and try and be fair. Well, um, I, I think, you know, with and the, give credit with the rappies, especially, uh, that is oh, a way yeah. to, to, um, to spread the good cheer because you make a donation to uh, what is it the children's library yes when... um let, uh, allow me to explain yeah. um i can't even remember when this started maybe 25 30 years ago and uh you know people were very nice and say hey i just heard your song on the radio and well when i lived in in hoboken uh right down the street from you um uh i started this kind of joke uh, contest called the Rappy Award, where the first person who would contact me after a certain date, usually it's, well, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of fixed now. It's, it's, quote, Black Friday. It's noon on the day after Thanksgiving. The contest starts. And the first person to contact me when I was living in Hoboken got uh, some money donated to the children's department through the Hoboken Library. Well, uh, that's, that went on. Uh, then we even added a bit. Uh, our wonderful friend James McMillan, bass player, engineer, all-around wonderful person, moved to Holland. And so we added the James McMillan tip, uh, an extra uh, little bit of money for the first international or European, quote, sighting, unquote. Um, well, now I live in Ohio and uh, kept it going, and I uh, donate to... Um, the children's department at the Akron Main uh, Public Library. And this year, I also started a, a little side fundraiser, and people were just wonderful. And, um, uh, uh, well, we we have about $1,000 to give them this year. And uh, that's, that's fantastic. That's really lovely. Yeah. It's a lovely thing to do. You're a lovely guy. You are. Oh, and thank you, you. And you must thank be you. very proud of this. I mean, this is like... Something every songwriter, I think, secretly dreams of is having a song that will last and stick around. And so it's interesting when you say initially I was reluctant. Was it because you weren't that fond of Christmas? I mean, when this guy said oh, to you. God, now, see, now we get down to the nitty gritty. I mean, I'm sitting here in my <laughs> in my apron and I've got a Santa hat over in the corner, which I tried to put on my headphones, which didn't work i'm glad we're not doing video it looks really stupid but and our house is decorated like crazy thanks to my wonderful girlfriend beth becker and um but this is a this is a guy in um <laughs> a recovery i'm a scrooge a grinch in recovery and uh at the time when i wrote the song i loathed loathed capital la the Christmas because it was always un unpleasant at uh, uh, our house when I was growing up and I was a freelancer and um, people, uh, other freelancer writers would stop um, taking, you know, take the phone off the hook December 1st <clears throat> and I was, uh, you know, poor. So, uh, you know, they go all the way through the Rolodex and they go, ah, Butler will do it. And so, you know, I was working through the holidays when no one else wanted to. And 
Um, it was just wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It was so I, I had a terrible chip on my shoulder. As I <clears throat> as I told you earlier, I, I, I've got a T-shirt that says jump, George Bailey, jump. Mm-hmm. So uh, that kind of sets my mood. But as I say, over the years, I have mellowed and um, I am now having I'm now a jolly elf, Chris. Well, did the song help with that? I mean, I have to think it had some impact because, I mean, uh, when does the royalty check come in? Does it come in around Christmas or? Uh, no, no, next year. Next year. Um, okay. Next year in the, in the spring and summer. Well, that's exactly one of the things that I wonder about because I am at the mall. Well, not this year, of course, but if I can paint a scene, um, you know, I'm, I'm at the mall buying something for somebody who I don't really like and they don't really need. <clears throat> Excuse me. And doggone if this song doesn't come over the music system uh, and uh, kind of slaps me in the face and says, lighten up, man. It's Christmas. So I'm wondering if I wrote this thing to kind of pay it forward. To myself it is cosmic, say, man. Do you ever point at the ceiling speaker and to nobody in particular say, I wrote that? No. No, because no. I, I want you, you know, to do that I, next well, time. Well, yeah. Next I time I want you to be like, I wrote that. And then when they look at you and go, give what? me a funny look. It would be good. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Except <laughs> everybody has fucking masks on and you can't tell what expression no, is on anyone's no. face anymore. And, and I certainly didn't go to the mall this year. So, yeah. Um, Don't go to the mall. Yeah, I missed that. But, you know, and I, I have to tell you. You know, uh, radio stations, commercial radio stations have this incredible compression and EQ uh, curve that they funnel all their music uh, through before it hits the antenna. But man, that song in a car radio, it comes roaring out of the speakers. It is it is just something. Um, Kudos to our engineer and co-producer, Mike Frandelli, Mm -hmm. who was the engineer at um, Electric Lady, house engineer and a wonderful cat, and uh, he did a wonderful job on our song. And man, it just roars out of the car radio speakers. Is there anything so you would change about it, slaps it at this me point? Or, or? It, slap, it slaps me. It, it, you know, it's it gets me out of my funk. It's got a very aggressive guitar tone. I, I I'll say that for sure. Was that the teardrop, uh, the Vox teardrop guitar on there? Exactly, okay. exactly. It's this blue Italian uh, made Vox teardrop, and that was also the first time in my life I ever used a Marshall. Uh, I didn't have much money. All I had for amps were like used Fenders, you know. And I never played a Marshall, and there was a Marshall in the studio. And I plugged this thing in, and Mike said, Do "You want?" I said, "I need a." I, I'm thinking I need a distorted tone here. It goes, try the Marshall, you know, and oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that Marshall tone, that'll do it for you every time. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I plugged into a Marshall, I was like, oh, this is what everyone's talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I live with regret because I, I, I think of how cheaply I could have picked up really good Marshall amps oh, back yeah. in the day, and I didn't, and I kick myself <laughs> repeatedly now. I mean. Yep. I shouldn't complain. I have a nice uh, orange amp from 1970. Mm. That, mm. that will do oh, it every good. time. Yeah. It'll do it every time. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, w- anything else stand out in terms of like something you hadn't thought of? And you know, when the when Mike got involved or anybody else said we need some of this or we need some of that, what what other ingredients do you think really make it what it is? Well, uh, it just kind of all came together, and the the horn line kind of makes you smile. It sounds, you know, I'd, it's a very New York song. So I was thinking of the Salvation Army Brass Band, on, you know, on the corner. Now there is a quiz. There is a quiz that I can pass. I I don't know if you do call-ins, and, and maybe it should just be done by email. But there's a funny sound. Mm-hmm. There's a funny sound at the just right before the first verse. Mm-hmm. And I'll donate another hundred dollars, another hundred dollars to the Akron uh, uh, Main Library's Children Department. Another hundred bucks, and I'm good for it. I promise. If someone if, can guess, if someone can guess what that sound was supposed to be. Well, because, let me give out the phone yeah. number then. We got we got a few minutes before I play the song because I do want to play the long version, the five minute twenty second version. Before we uh, are done for the day here for Christmas Day with Chris Butler as my guest, the number is 760-422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. He's thrown down the gauntlet. 
asking <laughs> what is that noise. I like when what, there's extraneous yeah, noises in songs. That's, that's the better way to phrase the question. It was supposed to represent something, but it didn't work, you're saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. It, we spent a lot of time trying to get the sound. I didn't have sound effects records, and, and we wasted, wasted studio time trying to do this. And it's the reason why she says, bah humbug. Ah, okay. Well, that that's a clue. There's a clue. Seven six zero four two two five five two eight seven six zero. I call AV. Chris Butler with me. Uh, a few bucks. years, a few years prior to this, uh, you know, hundred bucks waiting for the library. Wouldn't you want to give hundred right. bucks to the that's library? That's right. Uh, a few years prior to this, you had written "I Know What Boys Like," and mm-hmm. that is another song that I I'm willing to bet has outperformed your expectations. It still has yeah. a a life it still has legs so uh <laughs> is that is that which one do they compete in your affections or is is one more uh dear to you than the other well, dare i ask so i already told you that christmas wrapping was done you know out of out of uh, um uh, reluctantly and i know what boys like i was kind of uh, ashamed of i thought it was a little pop doodle and I was in a band called Tin Huey at the time, and Tin Huey was very scholarly and erudite and jazzy and smart. And I played this demo I made for them, and they gave me very funny looks. And so I, I, I also kind of got tired of, of the way it presented just one side of a female persona. And so I wrote, um, uh, I tried to correct things on the B side, by writing a song called No Guilt that um, uh, presents a woman post-breakup who's doing fine and, uh, you know, a little bit shy about it. Um, so from from that, that, that No Guilt, sorry, that No Guilt concept be, begat the whole waitress's character. So um, to be honest, I don't have affection for either one of them, really, um, because... One, I know I've written uh, better and more interesting things. And also, um, they were, they were I don't want to use the word fluke, but they, they, were, they were surprising that they, that they stuck to the culture to me. And when I look at all the things I've written and all the bands that were in, and I've, I've just come to realize this year, you know, this is the only way it could have happened. Because, well, it's interesting. I mean, there you was know, anything else I got that's, that's you know, that has any commercial potential. It's, <laughs> so. if it, you know, we were watching the, the Bee Gees documentary last Saturday that dropped uh-huh. on HBO. And at one point, you know, they're, they're talking about their transition from performers to songwriters. And Barry Gibb, the surviving Bee Gees, is saying, we realized right away that, like, melody is everything in songwriting. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the thing that those two songs have in common is very strong melodies and people like to huh. sing along with them and and i think yeah. uh for that reason you should be proud even if they were okay. not as intended and if you've written other things that you feel are, are more important it's it seems to me that the people have spoken on those two songs so anyway and and for that i'm grateful and it's very small of me to to continue with this chip on my shoulder and uh, i refuse to and this was the year of great change i told you i'm also <clears throat> I guess I'm also uh, I what I in I know what boys like um, recovery as well. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, wow. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> it's it, does anyone ever uh, express surprise by the way that a dude wrote that song? Is there are there yeah, is there any yeah, is there any yeah, uh, Twitter uh, blowback or people like how dare he <laughs> write such a song? That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, there was there was a couple nasty articles. Like in one in Pitchfork that somebody goes, you know, how dare he, you know, well, come yeah. on. Yeah, Man, well, that's Memphis. the age we're living in now. We're living in the age of everyone's got to stick up their ass. So that's right. Do? Well, I, I I understand and I'm sympathetic, but come on. Playwrights write for female characters. Scriptwriters write for female characters. And and plenty of songs uh, were written by men. That I, women I, sing, so. I think it's even simpler than that. I, it's like a shrink used to say to me, you can't fix backwards. <laughs> I mean, what is this obsession with writing every wrong from the past? It's let, why don't we focus on the here and now, which is all we have. Yeah. The present is a gift. That's why I it's think called. It was, the present. I don't think it was any big deal. You yeah. know, uh, you know, you conceive a character eventually, and you write for the character, and you know, the character does this, and the character does that. It just happens to be female, and thankfully, I had a wonderful person, actress. 
more than a singer. I mean, it's no secret. She's no belter, but Patty Donahue, you know, was able to deliver these lines. And, um, uh, you know, hats off, rest in peace, uh, Patty Donahue. But uh, I was very lucky to have someone, you know, interpret the character in a convincing and um, gettable way. So all all kinds of things to be grateful for, Chris. Uh, Chris's offer remains uh, good until the end of the yep. program. If you know what that sound is, uh, mm-hmm. call 760-422-5528 and what it was supposed to be. That's for mm-hmm. extra points. But um, happy, happy Christmas to you and Beth. And, Thank you. Uh, you and, and Miss T. <laughs> and before I play the 5-minute 22nd version, wh- what was the decision to edit it? Was it be- Because long songs had had gone out it's and long. well yeah, the radio. yeah so why well, why remember, it this down was, this was the era of dance records and yeah, ze right. was a dance label so it has a, a an extra you know verse in the front specifically for djs to um either cut or into or for people to dance to and plus it's got so many motherfucking words so right you know yeah. but, a lot of words um, i didn't make that decision to cut it down for a seven inch it's you know uh but uh it's okay you know it is okay. it's okay uh chris butler i always enjoy spending time with you thank you so much for joining us and again merry christmas to you and beth and now uh you still have the apron on you can go back to making the christmas meal okay and, and uh, love you too chris here's thank to a you much for listening and merry christmas merry christmas here's to a much better 2021, by the oh, way. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's got to be better. Uh, this is thehoundmyc.com, and this show will replay on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and it's available as a podcast between the two on uh, Amazon Music Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and sometimes on SoundCloud. So uh, do listen in, and you can always drop me a line at aerialviewer at me.com. And I will see you again next Friday when it, I guess it'll be, what, New Year's Day? Right? It's got to be.
Don. <laughs> Christmas is... Well, it's about the best time of the whole year. You walk down the streets even for weeks before Christmas comes. And there's lights hanging up, green ones and red ones. Sometimes there's snow. And everybody's hustling someplace. But they don't hustle around Christmas time like they usually do. You know, they're a little more friendlier. They bump into you, they laugh, and they say, pardon me, and Merry Christmas. And especially when it gets real close to Christmas night. Everybody's walking home. You can hardly hear a sound. Bells are ringing, kids are singing, snow is coming down. And boy, what a pleasure it is to think that you got some place to go to. And the place that you're going to has somebody in it that, that you really love. Someone you're nuts about. Merry Christmas. Shut your damn cake off! 